Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about respiratory support. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash respiratory support or in the respiratory section of the second edition of the Zero to Finals medicine book. So let's get straight into it. There are several options for supporting a patient's respiratory system when it's failing and these can be escalated as required. From the least to the most invasive, the options are oxygen therapy, high-flow nasal cannula, non-invasive ventilation, intubation and mechanical ventilation, and extracorporeal membrane oxygenation, or ECMO. And we're going to talk about each one of these in this topic. Additionally, chest physiotherapy and suction of secretions can be used to help clear secretions and improve respiratory function. Respiratory support does not fix the underlying problem. It just buys time while the underlying problem is managed and treated. Let's start by talking about acute respiratory distress syndrome. Acute respiratory distress syndrome, or ARDS, occurs due to a severe inflammatory reaction in the lungs, often secondary to sepsis, for example pneumonia or COVID-19, or trauma to the lung tissue. There is an acute onset or a rapid onset of collapse of the alveoli and the lung tissue, called atelectasis, pulmonary edema not related to heart failure or fluid overload, a decrease in lung compliance, which means there's reduced lung inflation when the lungs are ventilated with a given pressure, and fibrosis of the lung tissue, typically occurring after 10 or more days of ARDS. Clinically with ARDS, there is acute respiratory distress, hypoxia with an inadequate response to oxygen therapy and bilateral infiltrates on a chest x-ray. Management of ARDS is supportive and this includes respiratory support, prone positioning lying the patient on their front and careful fluid management to avoid excess fluid collecting in the lungs. In ARDS, only a small portion of the total lung volume is aerated and has functional alveoli. The remainder of the lungs are collapsed and non-aerated. During mechanical ventilation in patients with ARDS, low volumes and pressures are used to avoid overinflating the small functional portion of the lungs, and this is called lung protective ventilation. Positive end expiratory pressure, or PEEP, is used to prevent the lungs from collapsing further, and we'll talk more about PEEP later on. Prone positioning has several benefits. It reduces compression of the lungs by other organs, improves blood flow to the lungs, particularly the well-ventilated areas, it improves clearance of secretions, improves overall oxygenation, and reduces the required assistance from mechanical ventilation. Next, let's talk about oxygen therapy. Oxygen can be delivered by several methods. The FiO2, or fraction of inhaled oxygen, which is essentially the concentration of oxygen that's going in, 
will depend on the oxygen flow rate. A nasal cannula at 1 litre per minute will deliver approximately 24% oxygen, at 2 litres per minute, 28% oxygen, at 4 litres per minute, 36% oxygen. A simple face mask will deliver at 5 litres per minute, 40% oxygen, and at 8 litres per minute, 60% oxygen, and a face mask with a reservoir, also called a non-rebreather mask, will deliver at 8 litres per minute, 80% oxygen, and at 10 litres per minute, 95% oxygen. Venturi masks can be used to deliver exact concentrations of oxygen, and this is most commonly used for patients with chronic obstructive pulmonary disease who are at risk of retaining carbon dioxide if the FiO2 is too high. A blue Venturi mask delivers exactly 24% oxygen, a white mask delivers 28%, an orange mask delivers 31%, a yellow mask delivers 35%, a red mask delivers 40%, and a green mask delivers 60%. Next, let's talk about positive end expiratory pressure. Positive end expiratory pressure, or PEEP, is an important term you'll likely come across while you're working in respiratory or intensive care. End expiratory pressure is the pressure that remains in the airways at the end of exhalation. Additional pressure in the airways at the end of exhalation keeps them inflated. Respiratory support that adds positive end expiratory pressure helps to keep the airways from collapsing and it improves ventilation. It reduces atelectasis, which is where the lung tissue collapses, improves ventilation of the alveoli, opens more areas of the lungs for gas exchange and decreases the overall effort of breathing. Positive end expiratory pressure can be added by high-flow nasal cannula, non-invasive ventilation, or mechanical ventilation. Let's talk in more detail about high-flow nasal cannula. A high-flow nasal cannula allows for controlled flow rates of up to 60 litres per minute of humidified and warmed oxygen. A high flow rate reduces the amount of room air that the patient inhales alongside the supplementary oxygen and this increases the concentration of oxygen inhaled with each breath. High flow nasal cannula also adds positive end expiratory pressure to help prevent the airways from collapsing at the end of exhalation, although this effect is reduced if the patient opens their mouth. Finally, high-flow oxygen into the airways provides dead space washout. The physiological dead space is the air that does not contribute to gas exchange because it never reaches the alveoli. Dead space air remains in the airways and the oropharynx, not adding anything to respiration and collecting carbon dioxide. High-flow oxygen clears this dead space air and replaces it with oxygen improving patient oxygenation. Next, let's talk about continuous positive airway pressure, or CPAP. CPAP involves a constant pressure added to the lungs to keep the airways expanded. 
It's used to maintain the patient's airways in conditions where they're likely to collapse by adding positive end expiratory pressure, for example in obstructive sleep apnea. CPAP does not technically involve ventilation as it provides constant pressure and the job of ventilation is still dependent on the respiratory muscles. Therefore, CPAP is not technically classed as non-invasive ventilation. So let's talk in more detail about non-invasive ventilation, or NIV. Non-invasive ventilation involves using a full face mask, a hood covering the entire head, or a tight-fitting nasal mask to blow air forcefully into the lungs and ventilate them. It's not pleasant for the patient, but it's much less invasive than intubation and ventilation. NIV is a valuable middle point between basic oxygen therapy and full mechanical ventilation. BiPAP is a specific machine that provides non-invasive ventilation and BiPAP stands for bi-level positive airway pressure. Generally the term NIV is used instead of BiPAP as BiPAP refers to a specific machine rather than the overall therapy. NIV involves a cycle of high and low pressure to correspond to the patient's inspiration and expiration. IPAP, which is inspiratory positive airway pressure, is the pressure used during inspiration where air is forced into the lungs. EPAP, which stands for expiratory positive airway pressure, is the pressure during expiration adding extra pressure to stop the airways from collapsing as the patient breathes out. Next, let's talk about mechanical ventilation. Mechanical ventilation is used where other forms of respiratory support, for example oxygen and NIV, are inadequate or contraindicated. A ventilator machine is used to move air into and out of the lungs with controlled pressure. Patients generally require sedation while they're on a ventilator as it can be uncomfortable and distressing. Mechanical ventilation has several adverse effects and it's only used for the shortest time necessary. An endotracheal tube or ETT or a tracheostomy is required to connect the ventilator to the lungs. It's important that there are no leaks in the circuit connecting the ventilator machine to the lungs as the ventilator needs to be able to deliver controlled and accurate pressures and volumes into the lungs. The basic settings used for mechanical ventilation are the FiO2 or the concentration of oxygen, the respiratory rate which is the number of breaths per minute, the tidal volume which is the volume of air pushed in per breath, the inspiratory to expiratory ratio, and this is the ratio of time spent in inspiration and expiration, the peak flow rate, which is the maximum rate of airflow during inspiration, the peak inspiratory pressure, which is the maximum pressure during inspiration, and the positive end expiratory pressure which is the positive pressure applied at the end of expiration to prevent airway collapse. The modes of mechanical ventilation can be quite complicated. 
Some key modes to be aware of are volume controlled ventilation or VC where the machine is set to deliver a specific tidal volume per breath. Pressure controlled ventilation or PC where the machine is set to deliver a specific pressure per breath. Assist control or AC where breaths are triggered by the patient or by the machine if the patient has no respiratory effort and continuous positive airway pressure, or CPAP, where the patient breathes while the machine adds constant pressure. Finally, let's talk about extracorporeal membrane oxygenation. Extracorporeal membrane oxygenation, or ECMO, is the most extreme form of respiratory support and it's very rarely used when intubation and ventilation do not adequately manage respiratory failure. It's the last resort. Blood is pumped from the body, passes through a machine where oxygen is added and carbon dioxide is removed and then it's pumped back into the body. This process is similar to hemodialysis but for respiration rather than renal support. Essentially blood is taken out of the body, pumped through an artificial lung and then pumped back into the body. ECMO is only used short-term where there is a potentially reversible cause of respiratory failure. It's not a long-term treatment. It's only provided in specialist ECMO centres and it's not available in most intensive care units. So thanks for listening to this episode on respiratory support. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast and I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about lung function tests.